The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. But then I said, in that frame of reference, the perihelion of Mercury would have processed in the opposite direction. <laughs> that is a great story. <laughs> Quite amusing, Dr. Hawking. You see, Sir Isaac, the joke depends on an understanding of the relativistic curvature of space-time. If two non-inertial reference frames are in relative motion... Do not patronize me, sir. I invented physics. The day that apple fell on my head was the most momentous day in the history of science. Not the apple story again. That story is generally considered to be apocryphal. What? How dare you? Uh, perhaps we should return to the game, hmm? Now, let's see, where were we? Yes, you raised Mr. Data 4. Which means that um, the bet is seven to me? The bet is ten. Can't you do simple arithmetic? Sir Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, Stephen Hawking. Three of the greatest minds in human history playing poker with Lieutenant Commander Data on the sixth season finale of Star Trek The Next Generation. The most wonderful part of that scene is that Professor Hawking himself was the one acting the part. Hawking loves sci-fi entertainment and is a big Star Trek fan, so when the producers of The Next Generation had heard about that, they wrote that scene. Until relatively recently, science and scientists hadn't been very exciting topics to depict on screen. There's a certain amount of knowledge that's required to understand the more wondrous parts of our universe, and it can be intimidating for those who aren't ready, able, or willing to reconcile the natural with the supernatural. Now those nerds who loved science and science fiction have grown up, are in charge, and making money. One of those nerds is even the President of the United States. Knowing that, Hollywood has turned its focus onto providing more entertainment to those minds. On this episode of ARC, I'm going to provide my reviews and commentaries on three movies of 2014 that featured science and scientists as the protagonists. Big Hero 6, The Theory of Everything, and Interstellar. Later on, I'm going to list all the movies I've seen this year with their ratings. This is ARC. <laughs> God bless television. To the movies, to good movies, to every possible kind. Make it so. Where are my dragons? Yo, No soup for you. Welcome to Earth. Stick around. No slices for white. Clever girl. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm 37? Are you the key master? I'm Omar. Who the hell are you? Hello everyone and welcome to the final episode of Arts Review and Commentary for 2014. My name is Omar Latiri and thank you so much for making this year a fun time for this show. I know there haven't been that many episodes to go around, but 2015 looks like it's going to give me more opportunities to produce this podcast. As always, this episode is brought to you by ARC's Amazon page. Click and bookmark the link to Amazon on artsreviewandcommentary.com and shop. I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility. 
for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you, you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. I simply don't understand this Luddite attitude, especially from a scientist. I mean, how can we stand in the light of discovery and, and not act? Oh, what's so great about discovery? It's a violent, penetrative act that scars what it explores, what you call discovery. I call the rape of the natural world. Science, as a concept, has not had much of a good showing in popular entertainment. It's often been seen as a specter of impending doom, the product of unrestrained hubris, scientists worshipping at the altar of discovery and ego unknowingly pave a path to destruction, wars against man-made machines in the Terminator and Matrix franchises, cloning experiments gone wrong in Jurassic Park, whatever the case may be, science, left unchecked, leads to disaster. You're judging me on things I haven't even done yet. <laughs> How are we supposed to know? Yeah. Right. How are you supposed to know? Men like you built the hydrogen bomb. Men like you thought it up. So what's changed? How come today Science seems to be more acceptable a field than ever. How come today's greatest heroes in popular entertainment have keen scientific minds and are not just brute force? A lot of that has to do with the fact that education has improved dramatically in the past few decades and that the world is more interconnected now than ever before. Individuals are now able to go online and independently verify a claim that might sound dubious. Fact-checking sites like Snopes.com helped to illuminate the scams and hoaxes that used to spread like a slow-moving cancer. True, more people should be taking the initiative to check facts and read from better sources, but the simple fact that the ability of the individual to do those things exists is amazing. Now, more and more people are seeing that knowledge in and of itself isn't a bad thing, and science is becoming quite the exciting topic. You have fallen. You think? Ow. On a scale of one. Ow. On a scale. Ah. On a scale. Ow. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? <clears throat> Zero. It is all right to cry. No, 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 crying no, Crying no. is a natural no. response to pain. I'm not crying. I will scan you for injuries. Don't scan me. Scan complete. Unbelievable. You have sustained no injuries. However, your hormone and neurotransmitter levels indicate that you are experiencing mood swings. Common in adolescence. Diagnosis? Puberty. Whoa, what? Three stars out of five for Disney's Big Hero 6, an animated feature based on a lesser-known Marvel comic which came out in theaters on November 7th, 2014. It features the adventures of a team of five up-and-coming young science students and an adorable healthcare robot named Baymax. It's a coming-of-age story for one of the six, a 14-year-old boy named Hiro Hamada. 
Hero finds himself facing the choice of using his scientific inventions in furthering his academics or securing himself financially. Of course, he chooses academia to follow in his brother's footsteps. But what is so important about the choice is that science itself is not seen as a good or bad thing. The conflict in the movie takes place between personalities and desires, not a false dichotomy of two differing ideologies. Handled in a lesser way, the movie might have opted to show that having a heart is the alternative to being a good scientist. Fortunately, in Big Hero 6, it's shown that those two ideas are not mutually exclusive. So how does it work? It uses a very simple interface that scans through the alphabet and selects each letter one at a time. I mean, using this technique, the professor can expect to write about four words per minute. Good. Better than one a minute. <laughs> yes, and w what I've done is taken the components from a, a telephone answering system, actually, to convert the written text into synthesised speech. I mean, the voice sounds a, a little bit robotic, but um, should we give it a try? Great. There's a clicker. My name is Stephen Hawking. It's American. Is that a problem? Three and a half stars for the theory of everything. Although the subject of the movie is the scientist Stephen Hawking, the movie isn't about his science, but about the love between him and his wife Jane Wilde. The maturation of their love is heartwarming and is touching to watch because of Hawking's degenerative disease. Eddie Redmayne gives an exceptional performance as the physically disabled professor, eventually using only his eyes to communicate the joy, sorrow, humor, intelligence, and even flirtatiousness of Professor Stephen Hawking. Yeah, baby! What is disappointing about this movie is that there is so little science in it, let alone Hawking's science. A biopic is supposed to highlight the contributions that an individual has given to the world. Musical biopics like Ray and Walk the Line all feature selections of the artist's music, but there is very little of the scientific counterpart featured in The Theory of Everything. Yes, the romance is beautiful to watch and the performances are extraordinary, but what makes this man special? We're told that Hawking is smart, but we don't really get to appreciate the breakthroughs of his genius, and instead, the movie becomes a waiting game for the audience as they prepare themselves for Hawking's eventual paralysis. The love story makes this movie a good one to watch, but the final movie in this commentary is one that managed to combine love, science, and the love of science into a sweeping story that transcends time, space, and dimension. We have a mission. Our mission does not work if the people on Earth are dead by the time we pull it off. We got this far, farther than any human in history. Well, not far enough. Make it count. There's the mountains. Those aren't mountains. They're waves. I'm not gonna make it. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Five out of five stars for Interstellar, one of the best movies of 2014. Never had I seen a movie so dedicated to ensuring that the spirit of scientific discovery was a positive one. Even the robots featured in this movie are not specters of technology just 
waiting to go awry with some faulty programming. No, this movie was about the necessity of the scientific process and how it could save humanity. Take, for example, this very poignant scene. Murph is a great kid. She's really bright, but she's been having a little trouble lately. She brought this in to show the other students the section on the lunar landings. Yeah, it's one of my old textbooks. She always loved the pictures. It's an old federal textbook. We've replaced them with the corrected versions. Corrected? Explaining how the Apollo missions were fake to bankrupt the Soviet Union. You don't believe we went to the moon? I believe it was a brilliant piece of propaganda that the Soviets bankrupted themselves, pouring resources into rockets and other useless machines. Useless machines? And if we don't want a repeat of the excess and wastefulness of the 20th century, then we need to teach our kids about this planet, not tales of leaving it. And one of those useless machines they used to make was called an MRI. And if we had any of those left, the doctors would have been able to find the cyst in my wife's brain before she died instead of afterwards. And she'd have been the one sitting there listening to this instead of me, which had been a good thing because she was always the, the calmer one. The wonderful thing about movies like Big Hero 6, The Theory of Everything, and Interstellar is that they're not afraid to show smart people being smart. These stories aren't afraid of showing how intelligence is a positive and can help humanity. The technologies that we've developed as a result of the works of scientific minds has given us wonderful inventions, not the least of which is the technology that allows you to listen to my voice this very second from anywhere in the world. Thirty years ago, my family in Tunisia used to have to travel from their houses to my uncle's clothing shop simply to make a long-distance telephone call. Today, thanks to science, they can send me a text message from anywhere they are. How awesome is that? When we come back, my ratings of all the new movies I watched in 2014. The Sacrifice Fly of Podcasting. It's Monkey Radio. Stand by for Monkey monkey radio well that's it that's it everybody for the show we have no more material for you so see you later instantly it's corn do you wear your jock a lot just it was a dental joke i thought he'd like it you know it's ironically one of the top 10 christmas movies even though it's about thanksgiving you like my diaper well you need rumpelstiltskin <laughs> yeah shh, don't say that three times wildly inappropriate you don't want me to say rumpelstiltskin again no no please no don't say it again this is Monkey Radio. Don't say rump... Ah! 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 No! Monkeyradio.info Right here on the Realm Network. This is so cool! <laughs> A tank! Yeah, tank. Whoa. Is it still alive? I don't know. Maybe we should find out. Look! You have a sound system in here? Oh, no, no, no. Don't, 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 don't touch. Katy Perry? Oh, uh, oh, you, uh, you know, my wife must have put that in there because I've never heard this before in my life. I love Katy Perry. Baby, you're a firework. Come on, show them what you were. I love it. I mean, I have this on, I listen to this all the time. Really? I love her. You know why I really like her? Because she has such a strong message for young women and girls across the planet. She's a, it's a so empowering. Yeah. 
You know, Dave, sometimes I feel like a plastic bag. Drifting through the wind? Wanting to start the game. Oh. The Interview was one of the last movies released in 2014, and it almost didn't happen. Now, there are plenty of folks out there who are not going to see this movie anyway, simply because it was a Seth Rogen, James Franco vehicle. It's not that much of a stretch to say that they're the 21st century's Cheech and Chong, but there's a market for that type of humor, and those that understood exactly what Rogan and co-director Evan Goldberg were going for were not going to be disappointed. To everyone else who is expecting a morality play on democracy versus tyranny, I gotta ask... Are you f***ing kidding me? When you watch as many movies as I do, you understand the purpose and appeal of each genre. You'll learn what to expect and what not to expect. If anything, I want this to be a takeaway from listening to this podcast. Learn what to expect. It has helped me enjoy myself watching so many different stories this year. And with that in mind, here is the list of the 59 new releases I got to see in 2014 with their ratings from a scale of 1 to 5 stars. Dallas Buyers Club, 2 out of 5 stars. Nebraska, 3 out of 5. Philomena, 4 out of 5. Saving Mr. Banks, 5 out of 5 stars. American Hustle, 3.5 out of 5. Her, 5 out of 5. The Wolf of Wall Street, 4 out of 5. August Osage County, 3 out of 5. Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, 3 out of 5. Ride Along, 2.5 out of 5. Nonstop, 3 out of 5. Justice League War, 1.5 out of 5. The Lego Movie, 4.5 out of 5. Robocop, 3 out of 5. Pompeii, 1.5 out of 5. 300 Rise of an Empire, 2 out of 5. The Grand Budapest Hotel, 3.5 out of 5. Neighbors, 2 out of 5. Noah, 2 out of 5. Muppets Most Wanted, 3 out of 5. Captain America the Winter Soldier, 4 out of 5. Divergent, 2 out of 5. Sabotage, 3 out of 5. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 3.5 out of 5. The Machine, 3 out of 5. Son of Batman, 2 out of 5. Godzilla, 3 out of 5. X-Men Days of Future Past, 4 out of 5. How to Train Your Dragon 2, 2 out of 5. Edge of Tomorrow, 4.5 out of 5. 22 Jump Street, 3.5 out of 5. Transformers Age of Extinction, 1.5 out of 5. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 3.5 out of 5. Tammy, 1.5 out of 5. Boyhood, 5 out of 5 stars. Guardians of the Galaxy, 4 out of 5. Lucy, 3.5 out of 5. Snowpiercer, 2 out of 5. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 2 out of 5. Sharknado 2, the second one, 2 out of 5. The Expendables 3, 3 out of 5. Let's Be Cops, 2 out of 5. Frank Miller's Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, 1.5 out of 5. The Box Trolls, 2.5 out of 5. Top 5, 3.5 out of 5. The Theory of Everything, 3.5 out of 5. Gone Girl, 5 out of 5. Birdman, 4.5 out of 5. Interstellar, 5 out of 5. Big Hero 6, 3 out of 5. Dumb and Dumber 2, 
two out of five. Foxcatcher, one and a half out of five. The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part One, three out of five. Horrible Bosses Two, two and a half out of five. Wild, four and a half out of five. Into the Woods, four out of five. The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, three and a half out of five. The Interview, four out of five. And Unbroken, two and a half out of five. And there you have it. The good, the bad, and everything in between. Some seen in theaters, some seen on home video, some streamed, and some on demand. Different styles and different visions from different artists. From Wes Anderson to Michael Bay, from Captain America to Groot, the movies of 2014 all came with the same mission to entertain. I know I may not have enjoyed all of them this year, but boy did I love going to them. That's it for this episode of ARC. Special thanks to Buzz Burbank for inviting me to guest on his annual fall TV preview, to Adam Adossett of the Gaming Marathon, RJ Diaz, Mark Rako, Bob Andelman, all of my fellow colleagues at the Realm Network, and of course, Mark Ronick and Lowell Melser for letting me do this. But most of all, thanks to you, the listeners, for giving me the support throughout this year. Spread the word and tell your friends to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcreviews, to follow the show on Twitter at arcreviews, and to shop Amazon at artsreviewandcommentary.com. I'll see you in the new year, and this is Arc. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. I kind of like this song, you know? Uh, okay, Beavis. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, um, if I'm not feeling too good about myself, I'll, like, put this song on and then, like, put some fireworks in my pants and, yeah, I start to feel better. Uh, do you like the fireworks? Well, yeah, yeah, I tried, <laughs> but, um, every time I put the lighter down there in my pants, it just goes out. I need longer fuses or something. Like a longer lighter. You're a dumbass, Beavis. <laughs> My guidance counselor said that same thing, you know? That I don't have to feel like a waste of space. But when Katy Perry says it, and she has fireworks coming out of her boobs, kind of, uh, kind of gives me a special feeling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, except Katy Perry's not talking about you, Beavis. She's talking about that dove model by the pool. <laughs> you are a waste of space. <laughs> Shut up, buddy. <laughs> You're more like that part of the song before where she's talking about the plastic bag floating around, but like if it floated into a trash can and then a bunch of stinky homeless dudes peed all over it. Shut up, butthead. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a firework. <laughs> Damn it, butthead. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, uh, I am a firework. 
Uh, I'm a baby. I'm an M80. 